Hey, everybody. Welcome to Terror Talk with Shannon and Kathy. Yo. <laughs> Hello. Happy day. Today on the show, we're going to talk about the true crime story behind the Netflix 2022 series called The Watcher. I, I liked this series. Is that, was, was that your first exposure to sort of the story? It was mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it made me much more curious about it, but until we did this episode, because I watched the series a while back, mm-hmm. until we started to research for this episode, I didn't know as much. Me neither. I, I, I remembered that you had watched the series in 2022, yeah. and I had not. I think I had watched one or maybe like the first episode or something, mm-hmm. and I just didn't have time for it at the time. It wasn't that it was bad or anything. I just was like, okay, maybe I just wasn't in the mood for it, but then... We scheduled it as an episode, and so then that forces us to watch certain things or finish certain things yeah, right. that we have not. So um, I and then I and then I just binged it. So we're going to talk about what we know about the true story, and also w- the series and our reactions to that, and then maybe some differences as well. I like that plan. Cool. This is actually the story of Derek and Maria Bradas and their three children who purchased, well, their dream home in New Jersey at 657 Boulevard, Westfield, New Jersey, which is a hoity-toity area at the time anyway. I don't know what it's like now. Although this is a really actually very recent story in the Mm -hmm. last decade or so. So Mm -hmm. it's not one of those oldies like we normally do. So they began to receive letters that were ominous and appeared to be from a stalker you know what's interesting about this though too is that there was this anonymous letter that comes right and it says things like my grandpa watched the house in the 20s my father watched the house in the 60s and now it's my time and you know i'm gonna find out why you're here and all this kind of like real paranoia oh yeah stuff this is this first letter right yeah and then two weeks later they get a second letter and it talks about the nicknames of their children. So not just their names, but they had a five, eight, and 10-year-old at the time. And it actually brings up their nicknames. And I guess that's what spooked them as right. well. Like somebody's listening. Yeah. Like how would they know the nickname, you know, listening mm-hmm. or they know them from school or, you know, who knows. And then I guess they find out that the previous owners had gotten a letter like a couple of weeks before they were moving out. Like the house is maybe already sold or maybe not sold. I don't know. There was a lawsuit later where they sued the previous owners. Like you knew about this and you still sold us the house. What's weird real quickly though. I want to be clear on this is I think, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, that that was the only letter the previous owners had gotten. Correct. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I mean, you could tell the new owners, but they're sitting there going like, we've been here for 20 plus years and never received this. We're not paying it that much attention. No, they, they crumpled it up and threw it in the trash, which is exactly what I would have done. Mm hmm. And honestly, the letters, the two letters that they did get, I, I'm i not sure I wouldn't have done the same thing with yeah. those letters. I, I just don't know how freaked out I would have gotten. But anyway, and then the third letter come to find the third letter come to find out the dad se- did send in real life that he sent it to his own family to try to get them. He was frustrated with the lack of action by the police and all of that mm-hmm. because what the series doesn't represent which makes more sense to me in the real story is that they never moved into the house 
They I never know. actually lived in they the house. They never lived there. So I can see the dad becoming frustrated with not being able to move into his $1.3 million home. And at that time, that was a huge, a huge sum. Right. 10 years ago or whatever in this one area. Especially in that area. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not condoning his actions at all, and I wouldn't have I wouldn't have terrorized my own family like that, of course, and ruined the case of fine. You know, it could just creates so much suspicion that you yeah. you literally you're basically telling the cops to fuck off because you're just polluting the whole thing, right? And and ca- casting suspicion on yourself by doing that. But anyway, well, and there was a moment there that they that that was a theory, right? That they mm. believed that he had done all this just to. You know, to what? Right. Like, that's the problem. What motive? There was no like, motive. Buys a house and then wants to sell it real fast for no apparent mm. reason. I never understood what they were trying to point out there. You know, like, yeah. why? Why? For what? And and I think later on they do. I was watching a, a YouTube um, short like doc on it. And they're like, you know, later they found out that it was like, who would go to that length to destroy their own life? Yeah. For, just for a little bit of money. Yeah, they didn't find anything in his personality or history or any of that. And so it's like the only well, the only thing that they put together, which I didn't know until I watched this short thing on it was that and this is not evidence. This is where people can extrapolate, but it really doesn't mean anything is that they started with like a starter home. They flipped that and then they all of a sudden went from like a three hundred thousand dollar home to a seven hundred thousand dollar home. And that was like their suspicion. I'm like. That's what most people do. But that's what you do when you build wealth right. and you're trying to... Right. And they looked at like, how all of a sudden can he afford this? Well, because you buy and flip. Yeah. I mean, that's one way people build wealth. And they so, used to be able to do that much easier. Yeah. People can't really flip like they did. But at that time where he was doing it, yeah. that made sense. No, that was what people were doing. So I don't know. It yeah. makes sense to me as well. Stupid! <laughs> But I also get that they had to investigate him. Like he sent a letter. The third letter yeah. was from him. Like I get that. It's like, right. dude, what what, what, huh? what are you doing? Excuse me, sir. But I also can empathize with his frustration because it makes more sense that he would do that in the real story than it actually does in the series. It makes more sense to me that in real life, he would be getting frustrated with not being angry about not being able to move into the home that he bought. Right. Like in, in the series, they move into the home and it makes for a much spookier kind of situation or creepy situation, I guess. It's not really spooky. It makes for that atmosphere, I think, in the oh, true story of yeah. like he didn't, you know, <laughs> he yeah. didn't. He wanted to move into his damn home. Right. And I get that. So both families were told by the police. So they take the letters to the police and they were both told by the police to... Uh, not tell their neighbors about it because at that point all the neighbors were suspects and so nobody really knew about it and the family previously that had lived there that got the letter that is now slightly involved was also told like don't tell any of the neighbors about these letters because they're all suspects now so Mm -hmm. of course the family they hire a former fbi person they also hire a private investigator they also have very strange neighbors so it just goes on and on and then i guess there's a fourth letter that says something about how the house misses you I'm trying to find that. And you should come back, which was a real turning point for me in attempting to understand the watcher and the per- the person behind sending the letters. Because f- the series really makes it out, which is, of course, fake, and I get that. The series makes it out like 
the motive was to get the person out, to get the family out, right? And so right. I had that in my head. And right. then I'm reading around the true story, and you think that a little bit too, but you're also aware that it's actually really about the watching. It's about the stalking and about the watching. And we don't, and it never gives any indication that the grandpa, you know, and we, we obviously know this could be a completely fake as well when the guy, the guy or female or male who's writing these letters says that, that there might not been a grandpa or a father watching the home, obviously, but if they were and even if this person is, no, it's about the watching and the stocking. So the person wants the family to come back. It wants a family in the home. But then they rent it to a bunch of people. Yeah, they do rent it to this first family. And then they also receive a letter. But that's the third letter. So is that the letter that he wrote? I don't know. I thought it was the fourth letter that, that oh, they got okay. that says like, you know, that I don't know. I have no idea. There weren't that. I guess my thought is, Kathy. Like, I don't know how you feel about this, but there weren't that many letters. No, they came over a span of time. Yes. Oh, here's the letter. You want me to read it? Like, what's the, the hubble, hullabaloo? Is my point. But go ahead. Six fifty seven Boulevard is anxious for you to move in. It has been years and years since the young blood ruled the hallways of the house. Have you found all the secret secrets it holds yet? Will the young blood play in the basement? Or are they too afraid to go down there alone? I would be very afraid if I were them. It is far away from the rest of the house. If you were upstairs, you would never hear them scream, the watcher wrote. I'll tell you what. That's the second letter. Okay. This letter, though, did freak me out. Because if the house is that big, like, okay, kids, you're not leaving my side ever. Yeah, I understand why they didn't move in. It's very creepy. And the cops weren't able to do anything about it. But there were four letters, two two to them, one written by the dad, and one to the renters later that were in the house a little bit later. So I, I, I don't know. And oh. then it was eventually sold a few years back. And what they find out eventually is that when they get DNA from the letter, is that they think it's a female. The, it was a female DNA. Yeah, yeah. a female DNA. Mm-hmm. If that was the DNA of the actual writer, mm-hmm. you know, that's just strange because we don't usually think of someone like this as female we would think of when we think of perpetrators and stalkers generally our mind go mar, minds go to male our minds do go to male so but, just an interesting twist yeah and who knows yeah. and so when i when i think about the fact that this became blown up because there was an article written about it and then it blew up in the media and then that's how the series got made and then it became this big thing and those of us you and i included who talk about true crime pretty regularly. I'm, I'm just kind of like, and? <laughs> so I see why they took the idea of this story and they made it into a really fun series. But most of the fun stuff in the series is not true. Yeah. It's it's fiction. Or or completely exaggerated. Yeah, so I do I do want to recommend I don't know if you do, but I do want to recommend this series. It's just a one season, oh, right? And like the cast is phenomenal. Limited whatever they call them series these days, 8 episodes or something. And it was a real enjoyable binge for me. The Jennifer Coolidge is hilarious and all of the actors are really good. Margo, so. what's her name from, uh, she was in Cocaine Bear too. Mm-hmm. She's really great. Yeah. Yeah. The cast, Bobby Cannavale, I love, mm-hmm. um, Naomi Watts. I mean, it's really strong. Yeah. And all the quirky characters, actors that are the neighbors, they're all really great. 
So we both would recommend the series for sure. But let's talk a little bit about sort of the differences maybe. Mm-hmm. Unless you had something else to add about no, the true story. Yeah. Okay. The family in the in the true story of The Watcher, the family didn't live in the house. We've mentioned this. In the series, they live in the house. I mean, that's what makes it an interesting story is they got to get in the house and then be creeped out, right? Yep. Also in the real story, the kids actually didn't know about the letters. They, yeah, they kept them away from all that. And in the series, the girl, and I'm not, this isn't spoilery because it happens in like the first episode. The young girl in the in the series is the one who finds the reads the first That's letter. That's right. Mm-hmm. And their kids were much younger, five, eight, ten. Oh, like, in the real story. In the real yeah. story, and the kids are older. They're teenage. Uh, well, the daughter's a teenager. Yeah, and there was no actual harassment by the neighbors. There was yeah. no preservation society. There was like a planning board that blocked the family from se- divvying up the property and selling it as two. And you know, they were trying to just get out of it and get out and not and get their money back. So they were trying different things. And so there was a real life like planning board for the house that blocked them demolishing it. They were gonna demolish it. Like there was all these like they were really desperate. I do like the uh what Ryan Murphy did though mm-hmm. with the use of the neighbors because mm-hmm. it gave that claustrophobia and that I mean they really he used the mm-hmm. the neighborhood well because mm-hmm. in one of the letters, one of the letters in, in real life was about, you know, look in all the windows, I might be in one. Right. And they actually had said that there was a couple that would sit out on their front lawn in the lawn chairs or whatever, which is represented in the series. But they make that very creepy and weird yeah. in the series where... It's actually kind of a common thing in some neighborhoods oh, to do that. especially like the Midwest and East Coast, like the nosy. For, yeah. for several years, I'll tell you, for several years when my neighbor, when my personal neighbors moved in, they used to sit out like on the curb in their little, in their little chairs. That's funny. And I would be like going out to my car and he'd just like look over and I'd wave because I'm a human. Yeah. And they just look at me. That's so, isn't that a weird, so that's such a weird of, feeling? Like, you know, I'm whatever. I'm going to do that now to you. <laughs> when you say, hi, hi, Kathy, I'm just going to look at you. Have I abandoned my home because of it? No. Okay. There's no... <laughs> Maybe there's you a, should have. Right? Yeah. There's a moment in the series where the idea of a blood cult is introduced. Oh, Jesus. Which I thought was really where the series kind of went off the yeah. rail. Like, it had nothing to do I with anything. I forgot about that. And I was like, Ryan... What I really wanted, well, and yeah, he started to go to AHS. What are you doing? He just started to move in it. <laughs> but then they never merge. even really, well, it doesn't I even mean, go anywhere. It sounds like AHS eventually never goes anywhere. Which, by the way, not to digress, the new series, no, just no. Oh, did you try? I tried. And again, pregnancy, here we are. <laughs> and Emma Roberts pregnant, no one needs the combination of that. But <sighs> Ryan Murphy, I think, should have used the real estate agent guy or the what was he was the neighbor i think he was a real estate agent mm. he was only in like two scenes and he was creepy as hell yeah he was uh, he used to live in the house or something in the series in the series but in the yep. re- and he he's, was he represents the one that had gotten a letter in the yeah, series well in in real life like he apparently couple. had like a murder suicide on his family that character mm. So, like, he could have done a lot more with that in the series to, like, 
increase the creep factor versus like the blood cult because that guy was actually relevant yeah i think you might be talking about there's two things in the series that i think were like inspired by characters that were inspired by real things there's one there's a young guy that represents like someone who lived there got a creepy letter and then left and he was or a neighbor or something he was very odd very eccentric and he was a younger guy Mm -hmm. and that guy exists in the sense that there was a neighborhood person who and who actually had schizophrenia was not violent but was known to be sort of odd and eccentric in the neighborhood right. and that's sort of the inspiration for that character right and then there's the character the older that gentleman guy. who i believe you're speaking yeah. about who is taken from a story that happened in that neighborhood did not happen in that house but did happen regionally close by and it's the john list story yeah that's his name who inspired the piece of the watcher series where they talked about how there was a family that lived there and there was a murder suicide that didn't so again this is another thing that is not true about the series is that that did happen just not in that house and so ryan obviously took a lot of things regionally and a lot of inspiration so i would say this series is sort of like loosely based on true events it's an amalgamation it's really all i I can't say it's like a true crime series i can't say any of that because there's not a lot of true crime that happens in this it's a drama it's a drama for sure but it's freaky so there's no blood cult no no oh apparently not there was also no teenage romance there's no security guy all of that stuff and there's also no secret tunnels Oh, so I'll set that aside. If you go and watch the series, you'll know what I'm talking about. There's no secret. Tunnel. There is an allusion to in the letter to a basement. Like, yeah. have you been in the basement yet? But there's no tunnels or any of that. There's obviously a basement. No family that was murdered there. And actually, you know, what's interesting, too, is that the house, when you look at pictures of it, this is a difference as well, is it's not that grand. No, it's not. Like, this is a very nice neighborhood in New Jersey, but the house is not as palatial and grand and all of that as it is represented in the series. But, you know, TV and movies is, let's amp it up a bit, right? (laughs) Like, that's what we do. Right. And also, in the series, I won't tell you how it materializes, but they solve the crime, basically. It does wrap up. So the series is very good. It's like beginning, middle, and end. It's Ryan Murphy, and whatever you think of him, I think this is a good effort on Mm -hmm. his part. I thought it was a a good story, good acting. I thought it had a good beginning, middle, and end. If you don't see it as representative of the true story, representative of the true story, then I think you're fine. It's very enjoyable. But they solve it. Yeah, They, They make it, they have an ending. Whereas in real life, this is an unsolved situation. Yes, it is. And it's not a murder, it's not... A a harassment is the biggest crime we've got here yeah so calling it you know a true crime or any of that it's not a crime it's it's not really it's disturbing it's a disturbing story they've ruled out a lot of people they just don't have you know because there were some solid suspects the guy that you were talking about who later was diagnosed with schizophrenia and then finding out when it was the assumed it was a female then they're like oh was it his sister abby who was a real estate and i'm wondering now if abby if Jennifer Coolidge's character is loosely based on Abby, you know, but she was 
<clears throat> something else in that series because she still kind of <laughs> does her Jennifer Coolidge thing, but she is wicked. Yeah. And you don't usually see that side of her. And very sick and mean. Oh, yeah. She's she's and uh, manipulative. I picked out like her manipulation of the wife right away because oh. she's really nice to her at first. Right. And I'm like, OK, where does this go? But like a half an hour in, I'm like, oh, she wants the house like right. immediately. Yeah. And they did it like you were supposed to slowly realize that, but I feel like they tipped that hand real early. Yeah. <laughs> in my opinion. Everyone's a suspect at the beginning and then they start to weed away, like, you know, weed out the, mm -hmm. and you realize that some of these characters know are just nosy and mean and. Yeah. They, yeah. so like Kathy said, there was a lot of suspects. There was the dad as a suspect. There mm -hmm. was this young gentleman with mental illness and the sister and they were sus suspicious some of the neighbors were suspicious and interviewed and all of that. The English teacher that's represented in the series where part of it is that this English teacher gave them his students assignments to write a love letter to a home that you really love, which I think is a delightful thing, actually. But there was a real English teacher and mm. a, that was a suspect with that real assignment. So that yeah. was actually one of the through lines in the series that was actually, I mean, not accurate. I wouldn't say that, but it actually existed at yeah. least. Well, and the kid who played the video games, the one with schizophrenia, he called himself the watcher online. So yeah, I, I wasn't aware that those were the same two people. But, oh, maybe not. But, but yes, there, there was also a video game kid suspect that in the series is like the security guy and blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. But in real life there was a, that he was a real suspect like Kathy was saying oh. as well. So there were a lot of suspects and creepiness and everyone's a suspect i know but it's still unsolved so the watcher can show up at your house too you did it you did it i did it shannon this is what the episode was for for <laughs> you to is my admission of writing a letter to some random house in new jersey that i have no connection to sure that's it sure kathy sure Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We hope you enjoyed this. My takeaway from this is what's all the hubbub about? This, I think for me, it puts you in a position. No one likes to feel watched. That's no. so intrusive. Mm -hmm. And it's terrifying. Mm -hmm. And what we know now with technology is it's even easier to do than it was at that time so it comes out at a time where everyone has cameras like this is a story from 2014 it comes out in 2022 we know now like there's cameras everywhere wherever we go we already feel like we're being constantly stalked right the ease to which someone could just look inside your life your home should be your sanctuary it should be safe when that's threatened that is incredibly destabilizing and i think that's something that anyone can relate to that feeling. So in some ways I thought Ryan Murphy's decision to do this story and make it bigger was for that like intrusive, there's, there's the horror. Yeah. I can right? absolutely see why he chose it because yeah. it's, it's more, he made it into a story that would be a lot of hullabaloo. Like there would be a lot of yeah. fear in what the people in the series did and what the choices they made in real life they chose to be much more protective of themselves yeah. and never move into the house so and they didn't want a lot of press on them they didn't want a movie they didn't want any of that and that wouldn't have made a very good series so no. i get that and i i think i i mean i 
I agree with you. I think that Ryan was trying to say something about that. And yeah. our illusion of safety, it wasn't a hit you over the head message no. or any of that uh -uh. shit. But I think our illusion of safety is something that you have to look at. Because your feeling of safety comes from inside. It doesn't come from outside. And like, you know, it's it's kind of like all the things that people talk about, you know, the airport safety and all that. That's just like an illusion mm -hmm. <laughs> after, you know, all the things that the media talks to you and tells you about, like uh, our illusion of safety. And I think that's why a lot of times we suffer in our country with so much anxiety issues so much generalized anxiety disorder and panic attacks is is that people ha have struggled to feel that internal safety because that's really all you can control that's and right I, and i do feel like that that's represented here if you choose to take it in a psychological direction no i think that's absolutely true because your mind can wander mm -hmm. and if you have a, a center where you f where you have the ability to find that internal safety you can turn some of that off mm -hmm. which is why you know when anytime like during covid and some of these bigger things that we've seen we saw a continuum of how people responded mm -hmm. we're all responding to the same virus yep but we're all having different relationships with that virus very different relationships yeah. Thank you so much. We hope you go out and watch the series. And, and if you have already, let us know what you thought of it or, and if any of these ideas came up for you. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone.